Blog Talk Radio. We talk a lot about the kingdom here, and we talk a lot about what most churches are afraid to talk about or don't even know to talk about, which is what the first century church was really doing. But just talking about it is not enough. We encourage everybody to join us uh, in their local neighborhoods, in their local communities, to find out more about what they can do to seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness gather with others who are already starting this road or starting to turn around and do things differently. Join us on thelivingnetwork.org or at hisholychurch.org. Go to the network links or go to preparingyou.com. Join the network there. It's all the same. And we'll try to hook you up with people in your local area. They will not be perfect. They don't walk on water. They are not necessarily saints. But they are talking about seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And join us on Facebook. Facebook.com, His Holy Church, all one word. Join us there. We'll give you updates so you can start doing some studying and thinking about these things and start looking into these things for yourselves. But it's just not enough to sit and listen or to talk about or to say. You must become a doer of the word. Please check out the Barefoot is Legal radio show right here on Saturdays, 1.30 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Time, that is 10.30 a.m. to noon Pacific Time, as we show you all about your barefoot rights and living a barefoot lifestyle. And for more information about the 501c3 nonprofit Barefoot is Legal, please check out barefootislegal.org. That's right. The Jokers and Jesters Comedy Tour is back on the road. We are currently promoting our second Amazon Prime special, Jokers and Jesters, the next special. We will be touring small towns across this great country of ours. So for our tour dates, follow us on Facebook at Jokers and Jester Comedy Tour or at our website, jokersandjester.com. It's a great night of music, laughter, and magic. Don't miss us as we come to a small town near you. Hello, I'm Mike. My birthing partner and I just got our new Lysnik of Freedom Microchips. These microchips are awesome. They helped me keep the freedom I used to before enrolled into Southern Hampshire Institute in Technology. I am Jamar. I am friends with Mike and his birthing partner. We met at SHIT. I am a liberal media major. I also just got a Lysenica Freedom Microchip. SNSHIT recently mandates everyone on campus get their Freedom Microchip. I jumped on the Lysenica joint. This Freedom Chip grants me the freedom to go everywhere I was allowed to before COVID. Now this chip tells me when I am damn not allowed to go outside. It also tracks my boosters. If I'm not up to date on a chip, it tells me when I need to get it by. This chip is sweet. Without this freedom chip no one is allowed on our campus. I scan my hand whenever I want to pay for something. It also calls for an ambulance when I get another heart attack from a booster. 
which is totally not a heart attack from getting a gene therapy. These freedom chips are free. You can go to any drugstore or China Mart and employ with insert in your wrist. Remember, it is not the mark of the beast. You just need to let Lysnik track and trace your every move. You just need a freedom chip to buy, sell, work, and live. When you get a microchip, look for the Lysnik Freedom Microchips. They are sweet. Hello everyone. I am Broccoli Man. At night I fight for organic GMO free food. During the day I fight crime against child trafficking. Please watch my story on rumble.com. Just look up Broccoli Man and you can see my regular run-ins and follies with G-Lobalist, the wiretap, the millennials, and everyone else I run into. I fight communists and very pro-free speech. Just check me out. Broccoli Man on Rumble.com Hello Freedomizers. I am Broccoli Man. When I am not fighting crime, I listen to the Proof Negative radio show. I am the Wireizer. Not only do I forbid you to listen to Freedomizer radio and the Proof Negative radio show, I am going to demand you wear a mask and get your naked body scan. We need to protect the one world government. You getting the real information hurts a crime syndicate. Do not listen to Proof Negative. You must now disrobe this instant so I can check your person for a constitutional cash money. Anyway, listen to Proof Negative on Freedomizer Radio. Weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern. 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Freedomizerradio.com. Now, let's get back to the Proof Negative show. Here on freedomizerradio.com. Welcome to the Proof Negative Radio Show, right here on freedomizerradio.com. Now sit back and enjoy the show.
All right, hello again, everyone. Welcome back to another night here on Freedomizer Radio. Of course, I'm your host, Proof Negative, the big kahuna here on Freedomizer. I want to thank everybody so much for finding us today. Today is Thursday. I am still looking for a co-host, so I am very clip-heavy today. I'm basically all talked out, but I'll, I'll try to provide some insight here throughout the night. I do have a ton of clips that I want to play. We're going to get into a ton. First day of the Brandon impeachment inquiry. And I love this. I'm I'm glad that we finally are at this point where this is happening. It's it's becoming a thing. about time. Well, you still have the Democrats that are holding on, <clears throat> thinking that, that nothing's wrong with influence peddling and uh, the whole Burisma thing, and now there's receipts for a Chinese energy company and selling out the United States. That, that Well, if we want to know why, the United States is so energy dependent now, we can look at things like this Chinese energy company that Brandon and Hunter and Brandon's brother, Jim, or as we now say, my uncle's brother, which is code word because they knew that if they said Joe or Hunter's dad, that, that it would be traced back to them. So, this is a ton of corruption finally coming out. At some point, Brandon's going to have to leave. 
and then we'll we'll see all the festivities like what all of us have been discussing where the job will be Michael Robinson Obama's job if if they want it because they is a nice lady and if that if that particular pronoun does not want the presidential spot for the 2024 election, Governor Gruesome, everybody knows, will take it. He wants that more than anything. He's not, he's not there. Yes, he wants it more than anyone else probably in the United States. But um, that would be a very big disaster. I, I don't think uh, – he doesn't have the name recognition in a positive way. People know who he is, yes, but do they want him to be their leader? Absolutely. All right, let me see if my – I have a bunch of clips that I uploaded here. Harry, you have to let me get in here. Let me see if this came up. So Brandon tried to go on the offense today, and he did his speech because everybody's finding out about Brandon, and uh, Brandon's only hope now is to go after everybody that is looking into his crimes. So he went out there did a, a little conference discussing for a couple minutes about the people that are feared the most in the United States. And I'll let you take a listen here. And there's something dangerous happening in America now. There's an extremist movement that does not share the basic beliefs in our democracy. The MAGA movement. Not every Republican, not even a majority of Republicans adhere to the MAGA extremist ideology. I know because I've been able to work with Republicans my whole career. But there's no question that today's Republican Party is driven and intimidated by MAGA Republican extremists. Their extreme agenda, if carried out, would fundamentally alter the institutions of American democracy as we know it. Here is what you hear from MAGA extremists about the retiring Patriot General Honor and his oath to the Constitution. Quote, he's a traitor, end of quote. In times gone by, the punishment, quote, in times gone by, the punishment would have been death, end of quote. This is the United States of America. This is the United States of America. And although I don't believe even a majority of Republicans think that, the silence is deafening. The silence is deafening. Hardly any Republican called out such heinous statements. We should all remember, democracies don't have to die at the end of a rifle. They can die when people are silent, when they fail to stand up or condemn the threats to democracy. When people are willing to give away that which is most precious to them because they feel frustrated, disillusioned, tired, alienated. It's up to us, the American people, in my view, 
the more people vote, the more engaged the whole nation becomes, the stronger democracy will be. So the answer to the threats we face is engagement. It's not to sit in the sidelines. It's to build coalitions and community. To remind ourselves, there's a clear majority of us who believe in our democracy and are ready to protect it. History's watching. The world is watching. And most important, our children and grandchildren will hold us responsible. Okay, and? So, what exactly is the extremist part? That's what I want to know. The, the fact that we don't want to, to uh, mutilate our children? The fact that we don't want to be a global government, is that extreme? Is it extreme to ask that our president not be involved in many different countries uh, selling influence? That That's extremism now? We just want our presidents to not be criminals. But that's, uh, I guess, hard to do these days. So he wants to talk about how democracies go away when people are silent. Well, what about what Brandon shared uh, also today, or might have been yesterday. I have to look at it. I'm uploading it right now here. But he went on the offense telling people to basically shut up about questioning the gene therapies and just go get the stuff. So he uh, he, he likes to share, of course, about how don't listen to anybody that tells you about the gene therapies uh, not being healthy for you. Uh, you need to go get them. Even though we know, and the receipts recently came out about how Bill Gates and Dr. Fraudy were running the CIA basically to get the word about the COVID gene therapies out there. They wanted the public to get this COVIDs. And that's the people that we need to believe. Even though, uh, even though they, they said uh, what Dr. Frotti said two weeks ago, yes, there's a very real chance that you can get myocarditis and die of a heart attack, but you still should get the gene therapy. And if you say no, then you're an extremist. I'm just trying to understand. You don't want to die, so you're an extremist. I, I'm not familiar with this. Let me see if I got the clip uploaded already here. Here we go. It's a minute and 13 seconds. Things that I also, it doesn't directly relate today, but Arthur and I talked a little bit about it earlier this morning, <clears throat> is that um, what leaders say matter. 
in terms of people's confidence in things they're not sure about. And one of those areas, you saw what happened with regard to uh, um, the, uh, the crisis, health crisis we had that cost us, lost well over a million people. And as time began to move on, you had more and more voices saying, no, 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 you don't need to get that shot. You don't need to be engaged. You don't need to. And we have a, a new strain of COVID now, and we have answers for it. But I just would urge those in public life and both political parties and no political party to be cautious about sometimes inflammatory things you say about this because people's lives are at stake. And the last piece was when I was vice president for a slightly different reason. I spent a lot of time going between rural areas and urban areas. Okay. Well, he doesn't know how to how to spend time in East Palestine. But I guess that doesn't matter anymore. So, yeah, I, I'm going this side with the large amount of deaths and the fraud and the event 201 over some uh, octogenarian telling me or a, a, a gaggle of octogenarians telling me that even though there's a chance I can get myocarditis, that I should still risk my life and play Russian roulette. Yeah, I'm not interested. I'm not interested in weakening my immune system and, and dying just so we can have a statistic and get Earth's population down for the globalists. See, I, uh, as... Everybody might expect. I'm very anti-New World Order. I'm very anti-depopulation. I believe that the Lord put us all here for a reason, and it wasn't just to be a puppet of, uh, of the 1% of the 1%. I highly think that way. And I am very happy that finally all of the all the corruption is finally starting to come out with the Brandon family. So hopefully Hopefully something becomes of this. And I really can't wait to see who who votes for impeachment and who doesn't. And at this point, we, we know that Kamala Harris is probably going to be president for a short period of time. Personally, I think they're trying to hang on to Brandon for just a few more months because if they get rid of Brandon, the whole house of cards falls. Kamala is not going to run in 2024. I, I know that's a shocker. But 
they they really would like to make that announcement, then the, the second Big Mike says yes, we will know. But there, but Big Mike is saying no. He's he's not interested. So that's what they're up against, and they, they don't want Brandon. He's uh, a huge liability. And the the other than that, to talk somebody into running that does not want the job, and then you've got two others that want the job. It was between Gruesome and Gretchen Whitmer. There's even talk that they might want to try to draft Mayor Eric Adams out of New York City because he's doing such an excellent job up there in New York City. But their their bench is rather weak. So uh, what are they going to do, get the badge out there again? Uh, No, the, the badge is sailed. The badge is washed up. So it's on to Big Mike. And uh, Big Mike is the only person without voter fraud that could be Trump, possibly. Anyone else, Trump is like the the Hulk, Trump smash. Big Mike, it's going to be a photo finish with or without voter fraud. So that's... That's where it's at, and the the Democrats just want so badly to bring in Big Mike because they could keep all these policies going on, and they can blame Brandon. And Big Mike goes out scot-free, and who knows, maybe some things slightly for a little while in some respects can get better temporarily because they, what the globalists don't want is a a 100% continuation because as much as they want the continuation, they they really want to bring all the minorities back onto the plantation. Brandon is, is forcing these people out in droves and they trust Big Mike, the, the minorities. Somehow, even though Brandon, uh, well, not Brandon, even though Barry Satoro, as we know, well, a lot of people believe he didn't really do much. However, if you talk to the minorities, he gave them hope. Even though he did nothing for them, he made them feel good, which... At the end of the day, people are going to say, that's okay, because I believed in hope and change. So you can destroy things as long as you put on a friendly face and you act like you're personable. The media will eat it up and, uh, and people will, will follow their fake news. So if they could relive that again, 
you have someone that has done the job for four years in Trump that that many people believe, uh, like Vivek Ramaswamy says, is the best president of our lifetime. Someone that's done the job. Someone that left America with a favorable voice. Energy independence. An economy we could be proud of. We have that versus the only the only thing that that Big Mike has done is she's the wife of uh, of Barry Satoro. And yes, I'm using the term wife loosely because I know he was sloshing that day on the Ellen show. I understand that. I know people are going to ask me, why are you calling Big Mike his wife? Well, uh, I got to call, I got to call they something. And I'm not going to use birthing partner. Even the vag, when, when that pronoun ran for president, that pronoun at least had a Secretary of State job and, and was a senator. Big Mike, the political experience is being in front of the camera with your quote-unquote kids and sloshing on the Ellen Show. I'm sorry, being a first lady is not the experience I'm looking for when it comes to being a president. Have you run anything? And just saying, yes, I I fire and hire maids and chefs and all that that work for me. No. Have you created an economy? Have you physically signed paychecks from money out of your own pocket and not just government spending? Were you something other than an attorney? You cannot represent the American person if you have not had a job as an American person. And just putting a face out there that says, vote for me, I'm black. Vote for me. I, I am married to Barry Satoro, who is also black. I don't care about somebody's race. I don't care. E- even if if Big Mike came out as trans and Barry Satoro is gay, I, I don't care. That's not why I'm against them. I'm against them because they're globalists. If Larry Elder somehow became president, that would be awesome. I trust Larry Elder. He's nowhere near getting anywhere close to the Republican nomination. But the dude's nice. I, If he was able to get any traction, I would support him. I voted for Cynthia McKinney before. She's been on my show a few times. She was the the nominee for the Green Party in 2008. I don't care if somebody's a woman. I don't care if they're black. I don't care what they do in their personal life. 
are you going to be able to let me live my life in freedom, or are you a globalist? If you're a globalist, you get scratched off my scorecard. That's simple. I don't care if somebody says uh, you don't like Kamala because she's a woman. I don't care who's a woman and who's not. I don't care what somebody identifies. You, you could identify as a slice of pizza. If you follow the Constitution and you're going to let me be able to live my life, then great, we could talk. But it's just disingenuous to try and throw that, well, everybody's investigating me. And I'm talking about Brandon. Everybody's investigating me, so you better not vote or support those people that are investigating me because they're extreme. They don't they won't allow me to have my corruption. I am not willing to overlook the fact that the United States shut down their energy so that Brandon and Hunter and, and Jim and, and whoever else is on that payroll can make millions of dollars from Chinese energy companies who are securing stuff for after America implodes. Yes, that is called treason. If you're selling out your country to put some money in your bank account so that somebody else, some other nation could take over the country and leave millions of people in the dust, that's treason. And I, I don't care what political party that is. That that got to go. That I don't care what you do with Brandon. Impeachment is, is like the lowest thing. We need to discuss jail time for treason. Yeah, I, I don't care how many indictments they try to put on Trump so that they can try and, and make it even. I, I'm sorry. But trying to say that Mar-a-Lago is worth less than a property down the street that's one-twentieth of the size and an empty lot, and he needs, to, he needs to be in political suicide mode based on that, um, no. All I'm going to say about that is if, if Trump got said bank loan from a bank, the bank investigated, bank found, yes, I will approve this loan. Trump accepts the loan, Trump pays the loan with interest, bank happy, Trump happy. Where is the corruption in that? If he didn't pay the loan, maybe that, that would be a civil matter. But just somebody digging up archives for a transaction that was not even in his state, that New York judge, as far as I know, has zero jurisdiction on anything going on in Florida. And I don't have to like Trump in order to say that. A district judge can decide the fate of a property over a dozen states away This is a New York City judge 
I, I don't care if it's over the Verrazano Bridge and going into New Jersey. That's not New York. A district judge, as far as I know, a district judge in Manhattan uh, only deals in that particular district. If Trump owned a property in Buffalo, as far as I know, a district judge would not have jurisdiction over that. Am I wrong? Yeah, I... Even if it's on Long Island, if Trump sold property in Huntington, Long Island, I don't think a district judge in Manhattan, because that's a different district, that's a different county. If I had to go to court in Nassau or Suffolk County, that's not one of the five boroughs. Just saying. All right, there's a bunch of receipts on this stuff. I want to play a ton of this today. So if anybody wants to talk, I'll grab you in between one of these segments. The number is 319-527-6208, and just press lucky number one, and uh, I will bring you into the conversation. But I'm just letting everybody know, unless... I see that somebody wants to talk today. I, I'm probably going to be very clip-heavy. Just uh, just a heads up here. But that doesn't mean I won't grab your call and we can talk on air. Uh, I'm just uh, I'm just uh, wanting to get as much clips out as I can. So if you want to talk, grab me. We'll bring you on air. Otherwise, we're we're going for it today. So. Let me go ahead and start with uh, Jim Jordan. Chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, Mr. Jordan from Ohio. Thank you. Professor Gerhardt, it wasn't just a speech. He leveraged $1 billion of American tax money, and he did so at a time when our government was supportive of the prosecutor. Here's what our government said. The Assistant Secretary of State, we have been impressed with the ambitious reform and anti-corruption agenda of your government written to the prosecutor general who Joe Biden leverages our money to get fired. The United States fully supports your effort to fight corruption, she further wrote. The Interagency Policy Committee said this on October 1, 2015. The IPC recommends moving forward with a third loan guarantee to uh, Ukraine in the near term. And even after Joe Biden gives the speech on December 9th, the European Commission said, their report said the anti-corruption benchmark is deemed to have been achieved for Ukraine. But the most telling evidence is what his business partner said. Devin Archer, when we deposed him under oath just two months ago, said this. Here's the question. The request was help from the United States government to deal with the pressure they were under from their prosecutor. You know what Mr. Archer's response was? That's correct. Next question. What did Hunter Biden do after he was given that request? He called his dad. That's what we're investigating. That's one of the three things Professor Turley talked about, the influence peddling scheme. I want to go to those three things, Professor Turley. False statements, influence peddling scheme, and Joe Biden might have benefited. Let's do the third one first. Is a benefit to your family, can a benefit to your family be a benefit to you? It is. There's been a, a repeated statement that you need to show that, that President Biden accepted direct money in order for this to constitute a benefit, even under 
under criminal cases that deal with bribery, extortion, and the Hobbs Act. The courts actually have rejected that. They've said that money going to family members is, in fact, a benefit. And I don't really see any legal basis for that. Obviously, the strongest case is if you have a, a direct payment. But this idea that you can have millions going to a politician's family and that's not a benefit, um, I think is pretty fallacious. Yeah. How about the false claims thing? In your written testimony, you said to the extent that the president has used the White House, I think this goes, this is a little broader, to the extent the president used the White House staff to maintain false claims or resist disclosures, it can fit into the type of Nixonian abuse of power model. We know all kinds of false statements have been made by the White House. Joe Biden's made them. He said it was a lousy question when they asked him, have you ever been involved, talked to anyone of your uh, son's business partners? We know that was false. Uh, Ron Klain said, the president's confident his son didn't break the law. Press Secretary Jin Psaki said, never spoke to his son about his overseas business dealings. What do you think about all those false statements from the White House and this abuse of power issue? Well, the involvement of White House staff and executive branch staff has been uh, really one of the tripwires that we saw in Nixon, to some extent even in Clinton. Uh, the degree to which you enlist support for a false narrative uh, or to obstruct Congress can go into things like abuse of power. One of the things that I suggested is that if you look at past impeachment inquiries, and once again, this is an inquiry to find evidence, not, we're not vote, you're not voting on articles of impeachment, um, those allegations tend to develop last, uh, and you look yeah. at what you have found. Yeah. How about, um, how about the Attorney General? I'm concerned about statements he made. March 1st, 2023, in front of the Senate, he was asked a question about the, uh, Mr. Weiss's investigation. He said this in response to Senator Grassley. Mr. Weiss has full authority to bring cases in other jurisdictions if he feels it's necessary. Last week, the Attorney General told us that Weiss had the authority because I promised him he would have the authority if he asked it. That seems to me to be something different. So what he said to the Senate, he's got full authority, no problem. Last week, he told the House Judiciary Committee he had authority because I promised if he come talk to me, I would give him the authority that I already told the Senate he had. Do you see a concern there with false statements coming from the Biden Justice Department? Well, there is a concern. You don't have to prejudge the evidence to say that obviously this is part of the inquiry. And what I don't understand is the opposition to the inquiry itself. It seems to me the test is, would the alleged conduct, if proven, establish impeachable offenses? And is there a credible basis for those allegations? I think the answer is clearly yes, that there is a basis uh, to look at the president's conduct without prejudging whether that it qualifies at the beginning of that inquiry as an article of impeachment. And let's be clear, you don't need a full vote of the House to proceed in an impeachment inquiry phase of our constitutional duty to do oversight. In fact, the Democrats did it. Four years ago, I was in an impeachment deposition run by Adam Schiff in the bunker in the basement of the Capitol, and I went to the floor. So I'm in an impeachment deposition, and I went to the floor to vote, to vote on opening an impeachment inquiry. They did the same darn thing because you have that authority as the Congress when the Speaker of the House makes that designation. Nancy, uh, the Speaker Nancy Pelosi did in fact initiate the impeachment. In some cases then you have a later vote. I've said in my testimony I consider that the best practice to have a vote of the House. But the court that was referenced earlier looked at this and said that the Constitution does not require resolution, actually said if you look at all the impeachments, yeah. often there wasn't a resolution. That doesn't mean it's not a good practice, but the Constitution itself does not require such a resolution. Thank, thank you, gentlemen.
Mr. Dubinsky, I'm going to come to you quickly. A lot of talk about evidence. On the screens in the room, we have an organizational chart from the IRS investigative team that was looking into the business practices of Hunter Biden and his associates. This org chart is from 2014. Now, Mr. Dubinsky, when my former life, I was in community banking, and I'm, com I'm comfortable with looking at organizational charts. When I first saw this chart, the first thing I thought about was a real estate holding company or a developer, and this is not to demean developers in the great east state of America, but developers typically have multiple companies that float with various business interests and business lines. But the funny thing is that in the business dealings of Hunter Biden, there is no real estate, none at all. So, Mr. Dubinsky, in your professional experience, looking at this organizational chart of business structure, what do you see here? I see a very complicated structure of entities uh, that are interrelated and would give me concern. If I were an investigator, I would want to know what's going on in these entities, who's behind them, how's, how's the money moving between them, and what is the substance of the transactions? What's really going on here? Mr. Dubinsky, do you think it's in the, in the interest of this committee that is now in an inquiry phase to actually find out all of the... Uh, flow of money between these entities and what the purpose was? Absolutely. Uh, next slide, please. For my colleagues on the other side, we're going to start talking evidence now. This is now a slide of the organizational chart of the Hunter Biden business, business uh, companies and, and with associates from 2018 from the same IRS investigators who were broke down the business structure in 2014. Does this slide cause you the same concern, Mr. Dubinsky? Yes, it does. Okay. Now let's talk about some more. Actually, one point I want to make on this. Ladies and gentlemen, if, and I know it's kind of small, so I would love to submit, I will submit all this for the record. I would love my colleagues on the other side to see this. In 2014, one of the key owners was Devin Archer, who did testify and who did, was, uh, uh, was under deposition under oath by the Oversight Committee. In 2018, Devin Archer is no longer listed, but his wife, Krista Archer, is now listed. Mr. Dubinsky, when you see a situation where ownership interest moves from one spouse to the other, is that a concern of some level of fraud potentially? I, I would call it a red flag. That's something I would look at and, and, again, try to get to the bottom of what happened there. Was it just transferred? Was there money behind it? What was going on? Okay, thank you. Next slide. Now, this is to a text message. This is a text message um, between uh, – it's going to Naomi Biden. That's what this one is. Hold on, wait, so let me get my stuff back. There we go. Sorry. This is the WhatsApp text message between Jim Biden and Hunter Biden. In this text message, it clearly says, anyway, we can talk later, but you've been drawn into something purely for the purpose of protecting dad. This is between Hunter Biden and Jim Biden. Last time I checked, the father of Jim Biden and Joe Biden has now passed away. So I'm assuming this is Hunter Biden saying to Jim Biden, the president's brother, that you've been brought in this for the sole purpose of protecting dad. Ms. O'Connor, do you think that this text message would lead this committee to get further information about the business dealings of Hunter Biden and how that actually links to Jim Biden, the president's brother, and why they are so concerned with protecting dad, a.k.a. Joe Biden, a.k.a. the president of the United States? Yes. Thank you. Next slide, please. This is a text message between um, Hunter Biden and Naomi Biden. And it, this one is a famous one. Everybody knows this one. This is a famous one that says, I hope you all do what I did and pay for everything for this entire family for 30 years. It's really hard. But don't worry. Unlike Pop, 
I won't make you, I won't make you give me half your salary. Mr. Dubinsky, if you saw a text message like this in a potential money laundering operation or a potential pay-for-play operation, would you be looking for information related to money going from son to father? Absolutely, without a doubt. Thank you. Next slide. Oh, this is a fun one. Ladies and gentlemen, this one is from 2018. This is about four months before Joe Biden launched his campaign for President of the United States, December 2018. The highlight is, this is a text message between Jim Biden and Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden was in a bad way, by the way. He was, he was really strung out. He lost a bunch of money. He needed help. Jim Biden says, this can work. You need a safe harbor. I can work with your father alone. It'll probably take several months and everybody can read the text. Ms. O'Connor, Mr. Dubinsky, if you saw a text message like this between the president's brother and the president's son, wouldn't you be concerned about them trying to give plausible deniability for the president of the United States to not have any knowledge of said business dealings? It's worth Gentlemen, time's expired, but please answer the question. It's worth investigating. Mr. Dubinsky? I would agree. I would, I would investigate this. I yield back. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Gentlemen, yields back before I... Right, so I wanted to make sure I got that out before I started taking calls. And uh, one of my good friends decided to join us tonight here on the Proof Negative show. So let me uh, let me go ahead and get to a point where I could bring them in. Um, sorry, my screen's locked up for a second. There we go. All right. So uh, we have Robin here. Robin. Welcome. <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. Hello again. I haven't, I haven't talked to you in a while. What's the latest with you? Oh, nothing. Um, I, I'm going to be getting the car pretty soon. Finally, I'm so excited. That's not really the, the biggest news. Sorry, I couldn't hear a word <laughs> you just said. Oh, no. Um, I said, I'm getting the car soon. I'm so excited. You're getting a car. So why would you do that? Yeah. Because <laughs> I hate walking. Here, <laughs> <laughs> okay. my chubby little several legs, man. I put so many miles on my. Oh man, I gotta just be sitting at home and just drive everywhere. But plus, I get to go faster. <laughs> so uh, yeah, a lot of the news today is. Uh, the impeachment stuff. Um, a lot of this that some of us have talked about for years is finally boiling over. <laughs> so some fireworks <laughs> are about to go off. Right. But that, that's <laughs> why they're, they're going that hard against Trump is because they're trying to protect the, the brand of, of right. Biden. Right. So I don't I think this has been planned. Um, nobody wants Biden to run again except Biden because he gets to keep his his influence and, and everybody makes money around right. him. Right. So um, other than that, I don't know. I know that you 
probably have a lot of Democrats in your family. I'm not saying that you're a Democrat or not. I just know we all have Democrats in our yeah. families that that pay oh, attention yeah. to fake news. Are they at the point My, where they're saying this guy just doesn't have it? Like, I will I, – I really don't talk to my family in general, so um, – but, like – my mom's side of the family is a little, I don't want to say more educated, but they, she, like, my mom's side of the family definitely weighed all the options and all the information they were given. So they're just, you know, they they make kind of, like, relatively informed decisions, but my dad's side of the family is just like, oh, okay, well, that's what they're saying, so they can't be telling the truth. So, oh, all right, well, we're just going to go with what they're saying. And it's just like, really, like, it don't even pretend to be close to sounding like it makes any sense. And, like, you're going to just agree with that? Like, you know, so, yeah. I just think that uh, there's a lot of people that voted for Biden out there that have buyer's remorse. And yeah. they, they are not, not going to support him next time around. Yeah. Wasn't it, I feel like there was a maybe it was Trump. I, was say, I feel like there was a president, maybe it's like one of the Bushes or something, but I feel like there was a teaching president recently within my 40 years that like that's what happened. Like he feel like the, the first four, it was like, oh man, this guy's great, yeah. And then within like the, like, well, I should say it was like within the like three or so years that like by the time it came around, and next, like, he got involved in the second time. But it was just like, okay, well, those are the other guys I'm just going to do, you know, but maybe it's Obama, I don't remember, but, like, I feel like that, that I don't know, I don't follow politics, I kind of follow politics, but I kind of don't. Oh, that's okay, I, I didn't know what uh, what you were thinking about, I just know, I just know that this is big stuff, and this is more important than than right. whatever they're trying to go after Trump for. Right. Because, and if you might not know this, and that, that's okay, because I, I like to educate. So mm-hmm. this, this influence with the Burisma, with the Ukrainian energy company, which is the real reason okay. why the United States is funneling money like you wouldn't believe over to Ukraine to fight a war that nobody wants. Everybody gets paid. Of course. So not just Hunter is on that board. John Kerry, his son is on the board. Uh, of course. I forget if somebody's son or daughter is on the board of Nancy Pelosi, and uh, and the other board member is Mitt Romney's son. Like, wow. Okay. So this is is why they are protective of that Ukraine money and all the other energy company monies, because all these people are on all these boards of energy companies all across the United States, and they're selling out America so that they can get rich. Oh, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. Well, the receipts are there, so it's no longer a conspiracy theory. These people in Congress are bringing receipts to the table. Right. So about time. Yeah, that, that, that's why they're against all this stuff, and that's why they were pushing Trump because Trump wasn't going to play this. Right. 
that whether you like Trump or not like Trump, Trump isn't this dirty. <laughs> Except that he's running his mouth on Twitter. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but I, I don't mm, care about mean tweets. Well, you'll hopefully I mean, you got when you have your car, you're right not paying seven dollars a gallon for gas. Right. Yeah, I'm not going out to the West Coast. <laughs> not anytime soon, anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, like... <laughs> Gas went up over the past month, well over, like, a dollar twenty a gallon. It's over $5 again here. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I like, filled I up... Would... Uh, I, I put $40 in my wife's gas tank, like, three weeks ago, and it was three eighty-two. And she got gas at Sam's Club, and it was like five oh four. I'm like, wow, that that was three weeks ago. Wow. <laughs> I wish. I feel like certain corners of the <laughs> certain corners of the government, are like like the United States Mafia, or some sort of like we gotta just well, it is. Hush, and make lots of money, like. Well, that that's oh, wow. why that, that that's why they're afraid of certain people. Like, if you like Robert F. Kennedy Jr., they already told him on the Democrat Party, "You're not going to be the nominee," and we don't care if you're hmm. we, we don't care if you're leading in the polls. We're we're not going to select you, so you can go find a third party. Oh wow! Lifelong Democrat. Uh, a legacy candidate, if you will. Right, right. And they're telling him he's not Democrat enough. Oh, why well, is that stupid enough? Because like, he's not—he's not into the corruption. He's not the one percent right. of the one percent. He's not. Right. He's not going to help the globalists take over the world, so they can kick him to the curb. Man, like, <laughs> like this is, ugh, probably does. If I have to ask, it probably does. But like, I really just kind of want to like start my own business and just start like doing stuff. To, yeah, get you, catch you right off the weebos. Well, like, well, all all I know is that I, I'm not a I I've never voted Democrat. The only Republican I ever voted for is Trump. I don't I don't ever say I'm a Republican, but I am. Um, if Kennedy was a nominee for the Democrat side, I, I'd be interested in hearing more. But I'm I'm not anti-Democrat. I'm anti-globalist. Right. I don't want a new world order, a one world government. And if that's the party that's selling this and they're saying that if you if you believe that there's only men and women out there, then you're extreme. Really? I, I don't Yeah, you don't know about that? Like there I mean, are I, states I thought it was some like there are states where the school can decide if the if the kids need to get sex changes, and if you disagree as a parent, you lose custody of your kids. And not just that, but the the kids are told to not tell their parents they're transitioning, like they're not going to know. 
Oh, wow. I thought it was like just a bunch of like silly, like, oh, I'm, I'm in some state and there's more than just plays and girls. Oh, you oh California, they said they're a sanctuary state for, for sex changes for kids. And so is Washington State. So they're, they're actually telling people that we'll pay for your airfare if you're in one of those repressive red states that don't allow a five-year-old to get the, a sex change, that California will pay the bill and they'll fly you there and they'll put, they'll put the parents in a hotel. Just bring them the kids. I'm sorry. What doctors? Not even going to authorize that, but perform it. Like It's liberal. You're... No, that's stupid. Like, no. Wow. If you don't believe in that, you're extreme. So even if you are a Democrat, the Democrat Party left you. It, it's just straight communism. And I, I'm not saying that just to make fun of a party. I, it's not. It's shameful, really. Because I, I feel like previously, 15, 20 years ago, we could have discussions and debates. And we could learn yeah. from each other. Yeah. Now, if I just tell you that uh, something simple like I don't think two men can have a baby together, I'm extreme. And I need to go to a concentration camp because I, I don't believe in freedom. That, that's what we're up against now. Wow. So the only way to to fight that is to speak your mind and don't be afraid and, and tell the truth. And if you right. if you offend somebody, it's it's not the motive, it's not the intention to I'm... to be shocking about how how a man and a woman are needed to make a baby and not not two lesbians. Right. That, that's not to be shocking. That that's just right. It's common belief. Facts. It's yes. common. No, it's not belief. It's facts. You need a man and a woman to come together and create life. Like that's what happens. Because you can't put two positive ends of battery together and expect them to sit together. Like, yeah, really? I get that. Or not batteries, magnets, magnets. But yeah, like. Oh, like, I get it. Yeah, like when crazy. you, there are certain like like if you try to grow uh, kiwis. For example, uh, I don't know if, if you like kiwis or not, but uh, if you grow kiwi fruit, if you grow kiwis, you have to have a male and a female tree. Right. Specifically, you have to find, you have to go to the nursery and you have to find a male kiwi tree and a female kiwi tree so they right. can get together. It's not Same like other trees. Plants, like you can like... plant an apple tree in your front yard, and you'll you'll get apples. Okay. The kiwis okay. they need a male and a female tree. That's how. And I mean, that's if how... you put two female trees out there and, and expect stuff, <laughs> it's not right. going to happen. Right. It's that's the same thing with growing marijuana. Like, like you gotta have a the male plant, the female plant. At some point, kind of like do and then they. Makes me laugh, but like, <laughs> and like, my other thing too is like, I'm I'm into like true crime and stuff like that, and it's like, do these people understand that like, if let's say some kid got kidnapped and ended up underground, and it's just like, okay, in 40 years when they 
find like the force. And it's like it's not gonna be like, oh well, this transgender person. It's like female, nine years old. Like your bones tell your body story. Like your bones say you're male or female. Those bones tell you how tall you are. Yeah. But like your mouth's not gonna be working to say, oh, I feel like I'm. A... <sighs> wow. Well, you haven't That's seen crazy. this then. So there are schools, most notably uh, last year, a school in Minnesota became somewhat famous because they were the first one. But now if you identify as a cat, the school is required to put litter boxes in all the, in all the, uh, the classes where there could potentially be somebody that identifies as a cat. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. And by the way, I, I, I do. I'm kidding, but. I identify as a slice of pizza. <laughs> wow, really. Oh, wow. Like, well, it's the destruction of the world. So if they can get the population down and make everybody go crazy, then it's real easy to kill people when uh, when they're dumber than a box of rocks, basically. Right. Because that's like, okay, so when I left Indianapolis in 2017, like, oh, we were cold, you know, I mean, the things were kind of getting sketchy, but, like, we I mean, just, uh, dude, I'm gone for six years, like, well, like, four of it, but, yeah, I'm gone for four years, two of it, I was kind of paying attention, but crime rate has gone, I just, over the course of the years, you see the numbers, like, the, the news just show you the numbers. The mayor that we've got right now, like, <laughs> instead of just being like, oh, let's be more productive, he's, well, I'm just going to sit in my office and play with my cards or whatever he did, like, and it's just like, Crime rate, we're down 250 police officers. Crime rate's gone way up. There's, like, all kinds of stuff that's, like, like, so, uh, I want to say it was, like, 2018, there were some riots down in, in downtown Minneapolis, and there were still buildings, like, boarded up from that, like, that was, that should have been the thing to do. Downtown Minneapolis, that's why people come to Indianapolis is to be downtown, and it's just, like, wow, like, and so, like, I, I believe, I believe it. I believe, because especially, like, I, I live on the east side. I live in one of the, like, more, like, thuggy, like, more thuggy, less educated, like, more crime, less, like, caring about your neighbors in your neighborhood. And it's just, like, every morning you wake up and three people were shot last night over overnight. And it's just, like, bro, like, like, yeah. Let's let the let the stupidity wipe itself out. Like we'll just go over here and make some more money, and then we'll go. Oh, I'm sorry, I was busy that night. Wow. All right, so let's see what else uh, that we're into today here. So let me. Uh, what other clips did I have? I have one that might be of interest to you, actually, but uh, I'm going to go through my news first, and then we'll figure that out here. So let's – I want to get into one more of the impeachment clips, and then we'll we'll come back. All right. 
Continuing the first day of the Biden impeachment hearings, this is all of the evidence you need. On day one, Nancy Mace lays it out. Welcome to Doug in Exile. I'm Doug Tenapel. Don't forget to subscribe. We're going to document Biden's fall, and this is the very start of it. Today, we're going to bring the facts. Today, we are going to bring the evidence. In 2017, the Joe Biden family teamed up with Chinese company CEFC to make millions off of granting access to Joe Biden. Hunter even arranged for Joe Biden to share office space with the CCP-aligned company CEFC. My Democrat colleagues say none of this is relevant because Joe Biden wasn't vice president while his family did these shady deals. Turns out that's complete and total bullshit. It's a lie. Oops, uh, there's bad words in this. Uh, that's the first. There'll be another one later. But uh, even these cuss words are nothing near as bad as the living cuss word that is Joe Biden's entire life. Hunter Biden referred to access to his father as the keys to his family's only asset. Those words are going to come back and haunt Hunter Biden and his family forever. This is the big smoking gun. He said that this, that this is the keys to the family's only asset. What's the family's only asset? They don't have property. They don't perform works and services. The keys, the only keys to their only asset is the influence of Joe Biden. Yesterday, the Ways and Means Committee released an FBI memo on the interview they had with Tony Bobulinski a former Biden partner in crime. I'll read a bit of that right now. The work conducted by CEFC, Gilear, Walker, Hunter Biden, James Biden, and Yee over the preceding two years was discussed in detail. In particular, CEFC was closing significant investment deals in Poland, Kazakhstan, Romania, Oman, and the Middle East during this period of time. Period of time is in reference to the years 2015 and 2016, when guess what? Joe Biden was vice president. As an aside, Rob Walker, in previous testimony, also confirmed that Joe Biden attended a meeting with the head of CEFC. So now we know CEFC was working with the Biden family while Joe Biden was vice president. So they just pinned him through his own witness that Biden was working for all these countries, including Romania, China, Mexico. But he was working specifically with the Chinese Communist Party while he was vice president, according to a witness. She got him. And I'll continue reading from Tony Bobulinski's report, which says, and I quote Bobulinski, Hunter Biden and James Biden did not receive compensation because Joe Biden was still vice president during this time period. And that was deliberate. They deliberately did not pay Joe Biden because it would look bad. So they waited till after he got out of office when Trump took office and they back paid him for what he'd already done as vice president. They didn't want it to show up while he was vice president. It was deliberate. There is a concern it would be improper for payments to be made to Hunter Biden and James Biden by CEFC due to its close affiliation with the Chinese government. Hunter Biden and James Biden both wanted to be compensated for the assistance they had provided to CEFC's ventures. In particular, they believe CEFC owed them money for the benefits that accrued to CEFC through its use of the Biden family name to advance their business dealings. The Bidens, coincidentally, were paid over a million dollars by CCP-affiliated Chinese company CEFC shortly after Joe Biden left office as vice president. Now we know why, because it was back pay. This is a smoking gun against Biden on the first day. 
Now, the only question is not, uh, do they have the evidence? They have the evidence, and this is going to go farther than just impeachment. Nancy Mays is going to say he's going to get nailed for treason. So now the only question is, will the Democrats vote, vote him out? Will they get enough or enough Republicans to vote him out? He, he's guilty and, and guilty of an impeachable offense. That doesn't mean they'll vote him out. See, that's a matter of fashion, you know, whatever pragmatism they want. I'm going to show another image. This is a text message between Hunter Biden and Gong Wen Dong, an agent of CEFC. Hunter says, my uncle will be here with his brother, in all caps, who would like to say hello to the chairman. He goes on, Jim's brother, if he's coming, wants to say hello. His uncle's brother. Hmm. I wonder who that could be. I can't quite figure it out. Hunter puts brother in all caps, and it doesn't take a genius to figure this out, but since I'm not always dealing with geniuses in Washington, D.C. Has, has been illustrated today, I'll spell it out. The brother of Hunter, Hunter's uncle, Jim, is Joe Biden. In a number of emails, Hunter, uh, when he talked to uh, China, he would spell it out and say, my uncle's brother, meaning Joe Biden. But he knew better than to say Joe Biden. So, but who writes in a letter, my uncle and his brother, my uncle and his brother, my uncle Jim and his brother? He thinks he's being sneaky with the code words, but it's not that hard to decipher, you crackhead idiot. Why was Hunter so secretive about his father? I'm going to tell you why. It's because Joe Biden didn't want the American people to know he and his family were getting paid millions and millions of dollars from a company closely tied to the Chinese Communist Party. CEFC knew paying Biden family members was bad, so they covered it up. They're trying to keep all this quiet. We have a lot more video of Mace to show still in this episode, but... I need you guys to push this episode out to your friend. Copy the link. It's good for my career, but more importantly, it's good for getting the truth out because the only way the Democrats win is if this kind of information is not spread. Spread it. Hunter knew Joe Biden hanging out with CCP businessmen would be a bad look, so he tried to pull a genius move on us with this whole my uncle's brother bullshit. I just want you guys to know you never hear that kind of language in these formal hearings. And her using it shows her anger. That's going in the official record. We already know the president took bribes from Burisma. I also want to add, betraying your country is treason. Boom, we've got Biden on treason. That is enormous. And the Democrats are just going to be, it's going to be proven that he committed treason against the country. Mr. Chairman, I ask unanimous consent to enter into the record this text message between Hunter Biden and Gonlin Dong and the FBI memo regarding their interview with Tony Bobulinski showing Joe Biden's connections to CFC during his vice presidency. Without objection, so ordered. This now goes in the permanent record of the United States, what Biden did. And now it's an indictment of the American people and their politicians. We're going to see what did Democrats do, who voted for his impeachment and who didn't, which Republican voted for his impeachment and who didn't. This is history in the making. This is the first president we've had that has actually committed an impeachable offense. This is way beyond Nixon, actual treason. And I only want to say that CNN won't report on it, MSNBC won't report on it until they're ready to get rid of Joe. And they're ready to bring in Kamala Harris, 
Michelle Obama or Gavin Newsom or whatever. Spread this around. Thank you for watching. Much more of this to come because we're going to watch Hunter Biden's entire reputation get destroyed and go down the drain. I'm dug in exile. All right. So I wanted to get that out there. So there's going to be a lot of receipts. So basically, <clears throat> Trump and Biden did equally crappy stuff, just in different ways. Explain how. Because, like, okay, so from my understanding of why Trump is even in any sort of, like, mess to begin with is because he, like, as acting president, says, you should storm the dog. Well, didn't say it directly, but it was like, oh, so I mean, if it happened, oh, but these eight that are following him were like, you know what? Let's get together and make something happen. Like, and then I guess there was like, well, let me uh, let me people. clarify here. So, a lot of what you're watching on fake news is, is media paid for by Bill Gates and/or George Soros, and whenever somebody is if you noticed, every one of these indictments that came up just recently was a day after someone started looking into Biden's crime family. Like Hunter got uh-huh. hit with the charge the next day, Trump gets hit with an indictment. Gotcha. So, so that, that's how it's working. So it's all optics because they control the media. Right. Man, this is some of like the most high school Dramatic! Oh my God, this is like my soapbox. Oh yeah, so so they they want every uh, they they said that if uh, the more Biden's impeachment goes on, that you're going to see more charges. They they want the. uh, Let me see if I could show you something. If it's still if it's still on YouTube, I'm going to show it to you. If it's not, maybe it's on Rumble. Hmm. Why are you doing that? It just reminded me of this, like, so there was this uh, TikTok, but it was a duet, and thankfully the one guy was watching this other guy give this kind of speech or whatever, and it was like, okay, we're going to play NFL or NBA. And it was like, 86 guys can't apply for credit card because they don't have good enough credit. Um 26 of them have six kids with three baby mamas. Uh, some of them are back in childhood. He's going down the wall with uh, 12 guys got charged with DUIs, but only have to do community service. And the other person was penalized or killed. Like, so he's going down with like NFL or NBA. And then it was like, oh, I don't know. Was it NFL? No, NBA. And it was like, no, members of Congress. Have a nice night. And here he walked off. I was just like, oh, wow. Like, but I, oh, I have to, like, find that one to you. But, yeah, it's just like, oh, wow. And, uh, are you able to, if I show you a clip, can we watch this together when I, uh, when I count down? I'm going to put this on my switchboard right now. Okay. Um, let me get to that. So if you're on your phone. <laughs> but let let uh, let me upload the clip first. It's still doing its thing. 
Okay. And then uh, I'll, I'll show you what the, what Broccoli Man's been working on this week as well. <laughs> nice. Well, it's going kind of slow right now, but we'll we'll get it. Uh, th- this because Trump mentioned this that they're trying to arrest Trump in Georgia because he he, uh, mentioned this particular video uh, about the voter fraud. And he's wondering why this is is accepted. So I'll let you tell me. Somebody that has never seen this ever in in your life. And you'll, you'll tell me whether Trump has a claim to this or not. But it's uh, it's still working. And it's only three minutes. That, that's what gets me. This is slow right now, but I'll be patient. Hmm. I didn't expect to go over this right now, so I would have had it handy. Right, right. I was reading the comments. It, like one guy uh, was like, "What a load of crap!" He's like, "I just been thinking about the lottery ticket at the gas station." <laughs> oh wow! Some stuff I wasn't probably in the internet, you know. <laughs> so uh, I'll set this up while the clip is uploading here. So uh, in 2020. Uh, they were counting the votes. Trump was ahead. And then all of a sudden, they they pulled the fire alarm because they said that a, uh, a bathroom was leaking water. And so they had most of the poll people leave, and a few stayed behind. And this lady, Ruby Freeman, went on Instagram and did an Instagram Live just before this and said, watch what I'm going to do. She she even bragged about it. Golly. So oh, wow. I'm going to show you what, what she did, and then you tell me if there's a problem or not. All right, so do you have it? If I play, if I hit play, if I count down, can you watch it? Yes. All right, so I'll count down. And we'll watch it together. Okay. All right. So three, two, one, action. So now they're going to start pulling these ballots out from under this table. This table, the black one, was placed there by the lady with the blonde braids at about 8.22 a.m. in the morning. So she put that table there. So the same person who's staying behind now, the same person who cleared the place out under the pretense that we're going to stop counting, is the person who put the table there at 8.22 in the morning. Yeah, I saw four suitcases come out from underneath the table. Uh, 
yeah, upper right hand, you see the gentleman in, in the red. So he just pulled one out. So what are these ballots doing there, separate from all the other ballots? And why are they only counting them whenever the place is cleared out with no witnesses? Is the question. So these machines can process about 3,000 ballots an hour. You have multiple, multiple machines there, and they're there for two hours. So you do the math. How many ballots went through those machines in those two hours when there was no one there to supervise, to be present, consistent with your statutes and rules, to supervise the tabulation? We believe that could easily be, and probably is certainly, beyond the margin of victory in this race. Because if it's only three scanners working for two hours, right, that's 18,000 ballots that went through. So we're now wow. at 1109. There were, in addition to the four workers that you see there, there were two other people who were bringing ballots in and out. Uh, the, the gentleman in red that you saw, and then a second person, I can't tell if it's a male or female based on their uh, hair being pulled back in their mask, but in any event, that's six total people. And so if we were to sit here for the next two hours, what we would see is that this operation just goes on and on and on. They're scanning until about 12.55 in the morning. So we kept the, the uh, video running and you know, we can show you the people who gave us the affidavits reappearing at that time, just as they said, around 1 a.m. to find out, are they in fact counting after they told us they would stop working or not? Um, and we will fast forward to that. But have you all seen as much as you'd like to see of what's happening here? I think I, so. I think you basically get the idea. Unless any member wants to see more. Or do you have any questions? No. No. Let's go ahead. Okay. So let's fast forward to about 12.55 in the morning. All right, so that's where this video stops. So okay. just based on that, you've probably never seen that before. Uh, yeah, no. So do you feel that this is an issue? Yeah. Okay, like, then, you then you're, you're, you're now a racist. <laughs> okay. Oh, hey, and by the this way, I, is, I'm this is the exact. This is why Trump is having to defend himself in Georgia, and they're trying wow, to say okay. that that uh, yeah, they're they're trying to arrest him, all of his attorneys, all of his staff. Uh, they're trying to arrest over thirty people because of this video. And Trump is saying, okay. why is it that you're not okay. going after this fraud? Why are you not investigating? Right. Okay. So, that, right. that's, so they're saying that, he's try, that Trump is trying to manipulate the, the 2020 election. Gotcha. So they don't want the So the, this evidence, as you see, it's on video. The lady right. in the corner, <laughs> Ruby Freeman, she posted on Instagram that she was right. about to, yes, to do this. Right. And then she came back after and said, did you all see what I just did? 
Wow. And if you bring this up, then uh, then you, uh, yeah, allegedly you're racist. So <laughs> I've been told that I'm racist. Don't believe what you hear on the on the TV. Right. That's why I usually don't but watch. Yeah. Watch stuff like that because, like, I, like, I don't know, like, unless I have some like verified source that, like, okay, like, I'm, like, well, okay, wow. You saw it yourself. I mean, it's it's not like anybody just lied about the right. fraud. I mean, it's right there. Right, right. And see, that's the thing too, because it's like you're out in the open. Like, did you not realize that the cameras were there, recording or working at all? And like, Oh yeah, yeah but right. uh, but you have the state of of Georgia protecting you, dude. Right? Well, so they man. got they got paid to do that, dude. That this is probably why I'm getting I get called racist against black people, but black people like okay, so there's the smart black people that like apply themselves and do good things and you know like normal black and white people or whatever. But then, just like every race, you've got the real just ignorant people, and those are the ones that, like, like the run for the police, they'll get caught. The policeman will pull a bag of dope out of their mouth. Oh, you're getting charged with drugs, too. That's not mine. I just pulled this out of your yeah. mouth. That's not mine. And that's, oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, we, we've just found eight ounces of crack in your butt. Oh, that's not mine. Who else is going to put it yeah. in your butt? Right. And then, and I was like, it was like an episode of Cops or something, but this guy had gotten arrested, and he was like sitting in the back of a cop car, and the cameraman was like talking to him, and he was like, man, I'll deny that shit to the calcum hole. Sorry, but he's like, I'll deny that crack to the calcum hole. And blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, bro, there's like, I mean, you can't play. Just plead guilty. Take your time and like they pull those out of your bum, bro. Like, wow. So usually yeah. about this time of night, I I play my uh, my uh, cartoon mm-hmm. series. Yeah. So uh, I might show you last week's also, just uh, because I haven't talked to you in a while. Uh, right. This one is this week's. Uh, and when you're ready, uh, we'll count down. But this, for this week, Mike and Malik are going to protest. Oh. Are going to make it? Like, <laughs> I don't know. So just a, a heads up that these two are a couple, and they both say that they're trans. <laughs> So they call each other their birthing partners, and they they both have the same plumbing. So just so you know, so I'm just right putting the background together, and they go to college together at Southern Hampshire Institute in Technology, SHIT. So when you're ready, I'll I'll do it up. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. You're ready. All right. All right, so we'll count down. Three, two, whoops, hold on. I'm not I thought I was ready. I didn't I didn't get the clip the clip ready on my switchboard. All right, we're ready now. So 
three actions. to go to the draft Michael Robertson Obama for President Rally downtown today. Michael Robertson Obama is such a nice lady. <laughs> we need to vote for they because them can defeat Trump. Big Mike is black and famous. We have another protest we have to do today also. Two local drag queens got arrested. For mail fraud. <laughs> They got caught with hiding their hot dogs. <laughs> I think they were set up by a dumb Republican. Yeah, I heard about that. We are all been a superior ball sacks to the ground at the police station until they let our friends go. Before we do that, we have to use the restroom and limit our water intake for a few hours. The last time we glued our sacks to the ground was at the McGMO drive-thru. I could not hold in my Wii anymore and went all over the drive through while cars banged over my head. <laughs> I can't believe none of the fools cared that we were protesting. Though something doctors should have decided to go eat salads because we were protesting. Some cities are already announcing that stores will no longer be allowed to sell meat products or sell gas for cars soon. I hope we can move to one of those cities by then. It will be so perfect and so liberal. <laughs> Did you see that California will ban grass on lawns starting in 2025? Yes, it's about time. The 99% does not need grass. It should just be for the 1% and for government office buildings. I can't wait until we graduate from Southern Hampshire Institute of Technology. I wish I could stay here forever. SHIT is a great school. <laughs> I want to get my Taranzas over to California. They give the best stipends for Beezing Taranz and for Beezing Black. It is a lot more than what we get here. I know. We have to get our Gedunkadunk dunks over there as soon as possible. We can smoke crack and sit naked in the park and just grab wherever we want. <laughs> that is freedom. <laughs> I know, it has that Green Jones again. I want to punch him in him's bull sack. He is probably going to say some racist hush right now. Please explain how peeing and crapping out in public is considered freedom. You dumb Republicans think it is freedom to be confined to using restrooms. But if you have to go right now and there's no restroom, or you just smoked a ton of crick and do not feel like getting up. There is a simple solution to that. Crack is whack. How dare you? It is my right to use crack however I want whenever I want. SHIT just allowed us to witch out our crack pipes in class and smoke that ish right at our desk. Don't you care about failing your classes? Why should I care? I make millions of dollars a year by beezing trans and beezing black. Yeah, we make a lot more money than you. You might be getting extra money temporarily by sitting on your tuk kiss. 
eventually that goes away. Huh? We make a ton of money promoting communism. Bruh. If you like communism so much, then why don't you take a raft and float your way to Cuba? They already have communism. I know you. It is your job to confront to my standards. You're loving and liberal. Then go be loving and liberal in a land that already loves your communism. I need my safe space. You just offended my soul. You are just upset that my life partner is trying to get me pregnant. Quit being angry that Brandon legalized men to get pregnant. I'm going to get pregnant just so I can get an abortion 30 days after it is born. Bruh. Dumb Republicans are so racist that you will not train some 5 to 10,000 undocumented Americans' friends come to America every single day. Instead of arresting people for killing people, we need to arrest people to question the elections. Huh? Yeah. If you do not think like us, then you need to be taken to a concentration camp. We need to get rid of the Nazis. We believe in freedom. Yeah. You don't even believe in ever wearing a scam on your face. By the way, Malik, do you have an extra scam for me to wear in your pocket? I forgot to bring an extra scam. Bruh. I will take the one with lipstick stains and pizza sauce on it that I borrowed last time. Wearing a used scam with bacteria already on it? Wow, that is disgusting. Yeah? Well, it's a lot better than if you get COVID from not breathing in your own carbon dioxide for hours. We do not care. I'd rather breathe in my own air for hours than get COVID. That's why I just got my 81st booster. Yeah, I had a heart attack right after I got my last booster. But I would rather have my echoditis than getting COVID again. I only had COVID 48 times since I got my 81 boosters. I bet you never even had COVID. Yes. I never had a booster. And I never once had COVID. I take vitamin B, C, D and zinc every single day. <laughs> Plus I work out and exercise. How dare you tell us the dish? Every liberal knows that exercise is racist. Really? What race is it against? Every major athlete exercises every single day regardless of skin color. Even if I die from myocarditis after getting gene therapy, it would still be better than if I did not get the gene therapy. It's different for us. We are black. I identify as black. That's why I vote Democrat. Mike, you know everyone can see you, right? Your skin color does not change based on how you vote. Put up the face right now and put a scam on your face, loser. Oh dear. Time for you to get your 82nd booster. Mike, do you want to go to China Mart and get our boosters before the protest or do it tomorrow before we go to class? I don't know which is better. 
I would rather go to Chinwar tomorrow. But what if we get COVID today because we're not boosted? COVID can get us just like that. And if Gad get a heart attack today before going to the protest, we will miss the protests. I don't know which decision makes us more liberal. I don't trust no one that does not get heart attacks. Those are not liberal at all. Hey everyone. This is why you do not want to ever become liberal. We cannot let liberals run anything because their agenda is to run everything into the ground. They want mass depopulation and death and destruction throughout the world. What's so wrong about that? About time this broccoli dude tells the truth. Give me communism or give me death. You should read about Karl Marx. He was a great globalist. Anyway, we need to listen to the real news. Pay it forward by listening to the Proof Negative radio show. He is on weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. That is 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Go to freedomizerradio.com and click on Listen Live. Proof has on great guests, excellent co-hosts, and all the news we need to know about. Go to the schedule on the website and check out the other shows throughout the week also. Go to freedomizerradio.com. I do not watch or listen to anything that is not on fake news. We need to produce more disinformation to stop disinformation. We also need to wear scams forever to stop global warming. <laughs> Let's go Mike. Let's go to China Mart and get our 80 second boosters before the protest. I just realized I never sent you the link for it. <laughs> okay, now let's just have another one. And it's like, <laughs> does not, like, not does not, but like, sends it out, so. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if you even watched these cartoons before, but yeah, I've been doing these for years. So, I didn't, like, I mean, it was in the past, like, couple years. I think I started watching Dumb North Carolina. Like, right when I was leaving down there, but, um, but yeah, like, I won't, like, keep up with them too much, but then, like, like, maybe, like, once a month or so, I'll just go through this, like, because I'll catch up on the ones that I've, like, missed, and it's like, okay, I'll come on, like, like, that's why these, like, podcasts and stuff. It's just, like, I go catch up with the ones I missed, and it's like, do it. Why are you? I, I was going to send you another episode, but you're not getting it for some reason. I don't know why that is. Huh. Okay. Did you get uh, in your Facebook? Did you get uh, one for me? No. Let me see if I. There we go. Okay. I thought I sent it. It just didn't show up. So this one I'm going to show you then, just so you can watch an episode. Okay. <laughs> I want to show you the wiretap because that's everybody's favorite uh, favorite character. <laughs> okay. So these two are on different superhero companies where Broccoli Man is the superhero for the 99% and the wiretap is a superhero for the 1%. So when you're ready, I'll do it. What's that? 
I said, I think I remember why you're back. Is he a All new right. character or is he about for you? Oh, the the wiretap was uh, the wiretap was there on episode one back in 2011. Okay, okay, okay. So I was say like I was pretty sure that like I was like no, I remember wiretap. Okay, wiretap. All right, um, I'm ready, buddy. All right. So uh, yeah. So three, two, one, action. Hold it right there, green dude. You are hereby ordered to stop what you are doing and take a cover. It's test with me today, sir. There is a cover. It's variant out there, sir. Why you busy stone cold children in these mean streets without a bloody scam on that face? No, thank you. I am immune to that variant. I do not own a smell of vision. I do not comply. Sir, this new strain is the worstest one ever. G-Lobalist made all of us and his crime syndicate get two gene therapies for it. After the first one I had blood clots. After the second dose, an hour later I caught a heart attack. That heart attack was from getting COVID, sir. I was in the hospital for nine days. You are really that messed up in the head to not know why you almost died? Both times you took the gene therapies, you had serious health issues right away. The doctor said it could have been anything. He said I may have been exercising too hard. Or because I was watching the Tucker Carlson and Trump interview on X formerly Twitter. It could have been anything except the gene therapies. The gene therapies are the most safest and the most effectivest things to ever put in your body. You can believe that because G. Lobalist owns the gene therapy company. But G. Lobalist said he will never inject himself with the COVID's gene therapy. That is correct, sir. He said he needs to save the gene therapies for people like us that need it. Right. Keep believing that. Look you buy a snitch. It was purely a coincidence that I had a heart attack and blood clots after receiving those gene therapies. Lot of people get heart attacks as a mere coincidence after getting these outstanding life-saving gene therapies. I do not know what you are insinuating, sir. It would have been much worse if I did not get the gene therapies, sir. Perhaps after I inspect your kumquats and your ice cream cone it will not be this so funny, sir. Now you peel off those garments right now. I need to check your person for any meat or dairy products inside your person. We are easing banning those items within the next six years in this city, sir. Don't you worry. I will be grilling my grass-fed steaks and enjoying my organic ice cream while on my Rumble videos. We do not care. Now you look here something that car. How about you say that right to G-Lobalist's face? Let's get into my 1993 Geo Metro and go drive up to his lair right this instant. 
We can listen to the Thompson Twins hit song Hold Me Now and hold hands while we walk up the stairs to see G. Lobist. Please remember sir, he does not look at 99% S like you unless you are wearing a bloody scam on that face. Yeah, that's gonna be a no way, dog. Yeah, that's gonna be a yes way, dog. I will even provide you my 2024 Michael Robinson Obama for President's cam to wear on that face. Look, I am busy working. We have to get this fentanyl off the streets and get these children away from these child traffickers. Now sir, I am very worried about your well-being. I do not want G-Globalist to detonate a direct energy weapon and start a fire around your neighborhood like what happened in Lahaina, Hawaii. If you make G-Globalist upset, your home might be the one that is 1% S might target. I am just saying that when the 1% make a demand on you, you must you must obey at all costs or we destroy you seven ways from Sunday. Do you understand our treat your user? We do not take these things very lightly, sir. I am not sure why your crime syndicate had to do all that to those people in Hawaii. It is very easy green dude. Those 99% dolts refused to give us back our land. We offered them up to 30% of the fair market value. They refused to play ball. So we set up some electric poles to be almost chopped down. When the wind came in, we came right through with a laser blast right at the power line that fell down and started a fire. Then we directed all the water be shut off, no emergency sirens, and we even put the police out there on those streets to block those nincompoops and utter fools from trying to leave the island. There's something duck as dumb did you really did get fried up just like chicken wings at Popeyes. Now the governor said he is going to confiscate the lands for us so we can buy at the rate we originally intended to purchase with. We play for keeps around this buyer's niche sir. What makes you think you can get away with this? Because sir, those dolts and bedwetters will vote Democrat no matter what. That is why Brandon had no comment and went down there to tell them fools some jokes. Those lemmings and train seals do not care what we do to them. We can put them in the FEMA camps, and they will still vote Democrat. Even though FEMA camps do not exist. I think the average person in America wants Trump to come back as president. Maybe so green dude. Maybe so. But Trump will be arrested and so will anyone that we believe could win an elections against whatever Democrat operative we put out there. Did you not see Trump's mugshot, sir? Yes, of course. That is why everyone knows this is a sham and knows this is just election interference. This is highly illegal. You know what, sir? No one bloody cares. All we have to do is create another mass event to cause havoc and round up all your near do well say you do not join a crime syndicate. Ain't it funky, brother? No. No means no. Yes. Yes means yes. I'll take you on a sky ride. I'm feeling like I'm spellbound. The sunshine is lady. Who rocks you like a baby? She says, hello, hello, you fool, 
You fool, I love you. I love you. Simon, join the joyride. Join the joyride. Ow. Okay, everyone. You need to understand what these globalists are trying to do to us. They want a prison planet and kill off 99% of the public so they can rule Earth with an iron fist. Never ever comply. Check out the Proof Negative radio show. He is on weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. That is 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Proof has on great guests, excellent co-hosts, and all the news you need to know about. Do not end up in a FEMA camp. Listen to Proof Negative at freedomizerradio.com during the week at night and click on Listen Live. Also, check out the schedule to see the other great shows on the network. Freedomizerradio.com You shall do no such thing. What everyone needs to be doing is getting your Lysnaker Freedom microchips, getting your latest Covid gene therapies, and wallowing in your swill just Q99% numbskulls and scallywags always do. You must never ever show your face around a 1% and for the love of Michael Robinson or Obama, you need to put a bloody scam on that face. Michael Robinson or Obama. Here's a nice lady. Is that why the Obama's personal chef mysteriously died while paddleboarding with Barry? And his clothes were not found on his person? And Barry had cuts and bandages all over his hands. There you go again green dude. You keep stepping in it. When a problem comes around, you must zip it. Zip it good. We do not want anyone looking into this or any of Hunter's business dealings in the Ukraine. It is more important to arrest Trump for stating there were errors in the vote counts and Dominion would counting errors. But that is on record as being true though. The difference is sir, he was not supposed to say that out loud. Like I said, you never ever go against what does 1% globalists demand. Now let me get an anal swab from you right this instant so I can check that buttocks for anything that constitutes as global warming. Bruh. Alright, so that was an episode. <laughs> <laughs> wiretap like <laughs> I love how like genius <laughs> genius like it's really like people think like that yeah I like when he busted out the ain't it funky brother <laughs> right. right that's funny alright so yeah that, that's what I've been working on Nice. I wanted to show you a, uh, hold on, I'm still trying to get this here. So uh, these are banned crayon colors. Uh, I thought this might be something fun if I, if I had time tonight. So I'm going to show this to you. Banned crayon colors. Number one, flesh. 
Edward Benny and Harold Smith created a product that you have most definitely used. It was Mrs. Benny who came up with the name that used the French word for chalk, cray, and Ola was a very popular ending for product names, like the Victrola, the Pianola, the Moviola, the Concertola, and my favorite, the Donatola. Among Crayola's 28 original colors from 1903 was flesh tint. By 1949, the tint was dropped, and it was just called flesh. Now, my shade of skin color is this, while Dawn's is this. A flesh crayon doesn't look like my skin or anyone's skin, not even close. But the issue was, how could they have just one color called flesh? June Moss Handler passed away in 2017 at the age of 94. Back in 1961, she saw a product that needed to change. She had written an attempt to change kindergarten children's attitudes of prejudice and said flesh comes in many colors and Crayola, to their credit, listened and removed the flesh crayon immediately in 1962. So what happened to it? June's words are in the Crayola Museum. When she visited, the president of Crayola presented her with a special box, all with one color that she helped change. The flesh name is gone. The new name since 1962, Peach. Band crayon number two, Indian Red. Indian Red had nothing to do with skin color when it was named. Crayola named it for how important the color red is to the cultures of India. Red is the color of love there, prosperity, and the adornment of a bride. But you can guess why this one is no longer sold. School children commonly thought Indian red was what you used to color the skin of Native Americans. So what happened to it? A new name was the result of a contest that drew 250,000 entries. Finalists included Crab Claw Red, Mars Red, Baseball Mitt, and Old Penny. Indian red was renamed in 1999 to what it is today, Chestnut. Band crayon color number three. Now, to me, this next one's kind of a stretch, but in the crazy current political climate, I can totally believe this happened in the 1950s. The color that's no longer sold was Prussian blue. Prussian blue is named after the very specific blue shade of the uniform of a Prussian soldier. Prussia was a large part of modern Germany, but after World War II, most of Prussia ended up on the wrong side of the Iron Curtain in communist East Germany and communist Poland. Now, this was a time when everyone feared that Russia could drop the bomb. The communists were taking over Southeast Asia. We had a nuclear standoff with Cuba. What is the exact number of communists or subversives? Nothing could be more alarming, could it? Calling someone a commie was a mighty, powerful, and effective slur. Crayola said they got rid of Prussian blue because children didn't know what Prussia was or what Prussian blue even meant. But there are many, many stories of teachers in the 1950s who complained that the name wasn't Cold War sensitive. We don't want our children using a communist color, they said. The name needed to change to something less political. So what happened to it? In 1958, Prussian blue was banned. It's no longer sold. The same exact color today has been renamed Midnight Blue. Now, this is the two of us today, but this is me back when. 
the first day of school when school supplies are brand new, crayons still new in the box. By the way, I went to this elementary school with Lori Lachlan, the Aunt Becky from Full House Lori Lachlan. Today, she's in some trouble with the law. If I could go back in time to the playground, I'd tell her two things. First, in like 50 years, take the plea deal early on that whole wire fraud thing, or, or don't do it in the first place. And the other, I'd ask six-year-old Lori, hey, first day of school, did your mom spring for the 24-pack of crayons or the mighty 48? My parents sent me to school with the measly 8-pack. They were frugal and, in retrospect, smart. In this tiny box, you had the whole color wheel. Red, yellow, blue, orange, green, violet, plus brown and black. Everything you needed to make great hand turkeys, mighty boats, and monsters. Eight colors were all you needed. But as I tell you this right now, dear viewer, I remember vividly coloring with my mighty eight-pack that day and looking over to Melissa somebody's desk. And holy crap, what did she have? A crayon box the size of a small building with a sharpener? Good gosh, she had the 64 box. I couldn't even fathom that these riches existed. Seeing my open-mouthed amazement, she grabbed a handful and waved them in my face, saying, I have aquamarine and you don't, eight-box boy. Aquamarine? What kind of magic treasure was aquamarine? And I have periwinkle. Periwinkle? As a boy, I thought, what a stupid name for a color. What did that even look like? Periwinkle. Did I need it? Of course I did. I wanted them all. But for me and my eight-pack, Periwinkle was not in the cards. The 64 box would be the marketing tip of the iceberg for Crayola. Later came the 96 box. By 1998, the biggest swell to the 120 pack. But what the Crayola gods giveth also taketh away, and some colors were killed off. Retired colors. Retire doesn't seem like a bad term. But if you look on the box, in French, that means discontinuees. What do the crayons get a 401k? Calling it retirement is as phony as the people in this stock footage. In reality, the colors got the grinder. Never to be played with again. The crayon grim reaper came for light blue and brilliant rose. Colors they thought weren't appealing to children anymore went to the crayon firing squad of retirement. Blue-gray, green-blue, lemon-yellow, maize, red-orange, yellow-orange, raw umber, violet-blue. Replaced by focus-grouped hip modern colors with cool names. Look at these Johnny-come-latelys. By 2000, Thistle was retired to the garbage truck. Torch Red was sent to the crayon abattoir, was put down, sent to the glue factory, went home in a box. Get it? Went home in a box? Torch Red is now renamed Scarlet. Perfectly good colors like Blizzard Blue, Magic Mint, Teal Blue, and Mulberry got retired to the dinosaur's mouth. Retired and extinct. Are at peace, took the dirt nap, or in Abraham's bosom, joined the choir invisible, kicked the bucket, cashed in their chips. Even beautiful yellow dandelion was retired permanently to the shark. Finally, the curious story of unmellow yellow, which Crayola retired 
It got cut, voted off the island, sent back to the factory. And then seven years later, inexplicably, Crayola brought on Mellow Yellow back. It's in boxes you can buy today. Why did they bring it back? I don't know. It's above my pay grade. Obviously, Unmellow Yellow's family has connections to the deep state. In the mid-90s, if you were lucky and got just the right box of 96, you got the Willy Wonka golden ticket equivalent, the special hidden crayon commemorating Crayola's 100 billionth crayon made named Blue Ribbon. 100 billion crayons produced since the company began in 1903. That's pretty cool. The most recent contest to name a new color, the public chose Blutiful. Ten bucks says JetBlue takes this next. Holy crap, they already did. Don't hate me because I'm Blutiful. You don't have to send the ten bucks. Now, no one gives us any money to make our films, and our opinions are ours only. So I just want to say Crayola is a pretty darn good company. They make great stuff that's a rich part of our childhood. Although they also make silly putty, which I've never been able to understand. Maybe I just need to be more woke. Hey, remember that flesh color? Crayola just released this month Colors of the World with every flesh color imaginable. Now I can finally draw my wife properly. And she can accurately draw me. When I bought all these old boxes off eBay for this film, some of them came with little reminders that they once belonged to someone. Like in this box, Anne wrote her name saying that these are her crayons. In this box of 64 from the mid-60s is Judy. These were her crayons, and she used them a lot. I hope that wherever she is now, probably close to 60 years old, that she's okay. And this eBay set from 1960 had a real surprise in it. Sitting in this box from 60 years ago, someone once drew a circus. And a person with a kite. And an elephant. And then this was forgotten, and life probably happened. It's only because of Crayola that you learned what magenta was when you were five years old. Crayons were your guide, your teachers. My family might not have been able to afford more than eight colors at the beginning, but this is a box of potential. It is said that crayons can take you further than an airplane. By the way, now that I've been a big, successful TV and radio announcer for a really long time, today I can afford the Crayola mother load. Introducing the 200 box. Take one. I rock the 200 box, the biggest one Crayola makes. And yes, I bought it because of that day when the girl made fun of my box of eight and waved her bountiful handful of colors I couldn't even hope to own in my face. Sorry, but some of that stuff from childhood still runs deep. That's right, 200, so eat it, Melissa. And yes, it has Periwinkle. I checked. Still a stupid name. Anything with winkle in it. Now here's Larry the Prize Man with this episode's giveaway. Yay! The Prize Man! Are you ready for this? <laughs> Leave your comment below, and you could be the winner of the Crayola Super Pack. It's incredible. All right, so I'll uh, dump that. So I thought that was interesting enough to play. Right. Huh. <laughs> they said flesh colors. <laughs> oh, wow. 
So if you had anything, go ahead. Otherwise, I got more clips to play. Um, and think might be getting back to the other. <laughs> no, I don't have anything. Like. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to go through all my uh, my stuff that I have here. So um, I'll come back after every clip and uh, see if you have anything or we'll move on. So I'll just burn it all out right now. Cool, cool. I want to show you what uh, what Brandon said today, though. I played this earlier before you came on. And there's something dangerous happening in America now. There's an extremist movement that does not share the basic beliefs in our democracy. The MAGA movement. Not every Republican, not even a majority of Republicans, adhere to the MAGA extremist ideology. I know because I've been able to work with Republicans my whole career. But there's no question that today's Republican Party is driven and intimidated by MAGA Republican extremists. Their extreme agenda, if carried out, would fundamentally alter the institutions of American democracy as we know it. Here is what you hear from MAGA extremists about the retiring Patriot General honoring his oath to the Constitution. Quote, he's a traitor, end of quote. In times gone by, the punishment, quote, in times gone by, the punishment would have been death, end of quote. This is the United States of America. This is the United States of America. And although I don't believe even a majority of Republicans think that, the silence is deafening. The silence is deafening. Hardly any Republican called out such heinous statements. We should all remember, democracies don't have to die at the end of a rifle. They can die when people are silent, when they fail to stand up or condemn the threats to democracy. When people are willing to give away that which is most precious to them because they feel frustrated, disillusioned, tired, alienated. It's up to us, the American people, in my view, the more people vote, the more engaged the whole nation becomes, the stronger democracy will be. So the answer to the threats we face is engagement. It's not to sit in the sidelines. It's to build coalitions and community. To remind ourselves there's a clear majority of us who believe in our democracy and are ready to protect it. History's watching. The world is watching. And most important, our children and grandchildren will hold us responsible. Things that I also, it doesn't directly relate today, but Arthur and I talked a little bit about it earlier this morning, <clears throat> is that um, what leaders say matter in terms of people's confidence in things they're not sure about. And one of those areas, you saw what happened with regard to uh, um, the, uh, the crisis, health crisis we had that cost us, lost well over a million people. And as time began to move on, you had more and more voices saying, no, 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 you don't need to get that shot. You don't need to be engaged. You don't need to. And <clears throat> we have a, a new strain of COVID now, and we have answers for it. But I just would urge those in public life and both political parties or no political party, 
to be cautious about uh, sometimes inflammatory things you say about this because people's lives are at stake. And the last piece was when I was vice president for a slightly different reason. I spent a lot of time going between rural areas and urban areas. So uh, I don't know if you know what he was trying to say there. <laughs> the first half was kind of cool, but they started mumbling. So, uh, so he was telling people that uh, stop doing your own research or, or listening to your friends about the gene therapies. You need to go get your COVID shots. <laughs> Bullshit. Okay. So that's what he's on right wow. there. So if you don't if you don't get the the gene therapies and risk your life, then then you're a MAGA extremist. Okay, well then I'm a MAGA extremist then because you no, know, wow, wow. Like so, yeah, so that, that's what it's about. So if you don't listen to them, then they can call you names, and then oh, I don't want to be called a name, so I, I better just listen to what they. I better just do what they tell me because I don't want to be listed as something. You can call me whatever the crap you want because I'm not doing that to my body. I'm sorry. Like, (laughs) Jay, you won the popularity contest for stupid. Like, wow. Yeah, but people listen to that. There's less and less, but but that's, uh, that's still a thing, I guess. Right? <laughs> oh, wow. Like, I feel like I can, like, write a story about how everybody, like, you know, do their like, looks and then just, like, make a movie out of it. And then, like, oh, this is great. Wait, is she talking about me? No. Well, am I? I don't know. Like, huh. wow. Yeah, I don't get out much, so. That is. All right, so let's uh, let's move along here. So we'll talk about some of that Trump case in Georgia. Uh, Fannie Willis gets smacked into place by Jim Jordan. We'll go into that. And also, she overplayed her weak hand. And even one of Trump's critics says, Fannie Willis, she's made a serious error. This is a huge screw-up. This whole Georgia indictment. We'll unpack that. Thank you guys for subscribing to Doug in Exile. I'm Doug, your tiny six-foot-eight-tall host. Thanks for joining us. Let's get to it. Headline, Jim Jordan fires back at Fannie Willis' hostile response to House Probe. Let me put my smart guy glasses on here. So it started with House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan, Republican Ohio, fired back at Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis, Democrat, on Wednesday for her hostile response to his request to turn over documents related to her prosecution of former President Trump. He asked her for letters. She sent him back saying, hey, this is a state's issue. You stay out of our business. And Jim Jordan goes, no, 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 no. That's not going to happen, lady. In a letter dated Wednesday, Jim Jordan said that Willis's response to his request 
only reinforces the committee's concern that your prosecutorial conduct is geared more toward advancing a political cause and your own notoriety than toward promoting the fair and just administration of the law. That's a big accusation. There's more of that to come because because he goes back to what exactly is the government's right compared to Fannie Willis. He says, quote, the assertion that a law enforcement entity may prevent Congress from conducting oversight related to an ongoing investigation rests on no constitutional privilege or case law authority, but rather on opinions issued by the Justice Department, he wrote. Quote, there is ample legal and historical precedent contradicting this position, that is, congressional committees conducting oversight of matters that are the subjects of ongoing investigations, unquote. He's saying it's flat out been spelled out, it's our right to do. Now, this is from Newsweek. This is a critic of Trump's. Fannie Willis made a serious error in the Donald Trump case as the legal analysis. Now, this is a whole lot of spaghetti. I don't want to unpack too much of it, but um, I'll just say the Georgia indictment of Donald Trump is completely unnecessary and only adds to claims a Democrat Party pile on a former prosecutor and legal analyst has said. The Mar-a-Lago indictment of Trump that has all of those documents already covers so many states that it's weird and suspicious that Georgia would also add its own indictment of Trump, which Fannie Willis did. She's also saying that this just makes it look that this proves Trump right, that this is a Democrat political pylon. She has overplayed a weak hand. It ends up exposing Democrats, proving Trump right. And this is a Trump critic saying, Fanny, what did you do? You're making, you're blowing the whole thing because it's true. The more they prove that this is just politics, the more this indictment will get overturned by the Supreme Court that'll come in and straighten it all out and say, you can't do it. Now, I believe that's the end of the whole thing anyways. I believe the Democrats will end up charging Trump. They'll end up winning in these fake courts with these fake grand juries. They will get him a uh, imprisoned. The only question is, when does the Supreme Court step in? Do they free him before the election or after? Does this happen before the election or after? And if it happens after the election, the Democrats will not get their way and it will be for no good. So Trump has to delay and the Democrats have to keep pushing these things up before the election to tie Trump up. That's their goal. It's not going to work. Trump's going to win even if he's in jail and he'll be sprung by the Supreme Court. Thanks for watching, my friends. I'm Doug in exile. All right, let me keep it going here. Hey guys, welcome to the Liberal Hive Mind, the channel solely focused on exposing the abundant hypocrisy of the left. Alright, so we haven't spoken about the Biden crime family so much recently. A lot of other topics have been dominating the news cycle as of late, and so I guess this story sat on the back burner for a little bit. Usually I'll finish these videos by listing off all the evidence that we have thus far. I'll quickly stack all the evidence which Democrats claim is non-evidence on top of each other to really describe the whole pile of evidence that there is, and then I'll say something that's pretty much the video 
out. I'll let you guys know when I have any updates. Of course, we'll continue to cover this story. Well, today's that day. This video, yeah, that's that video. I'm going to say it once again. I don't know how much more we need at this point, but you might have noticed Democrats over the last couple of years, and of course the Democrat-affiliated, Democrat-bought-and-paid-for media, continuously shifting the goalposts on this issue. And of course the last shifting of the goalposts the last defense was something along the lines of, yeah, well, you know, Hunter might be doing things that are wrong or illegal, but there's no actual evidence that suggests that Joe Biden was involved. There's no money that was sent to Joe Biden. Therefore, obviously, he isn't involved. The whole thing's a witch hunt, they say. Well, today we have more bank records showing wire payments from Beijing straight to Joe Biden's Delaware home address. We got some stuff to get into, so let's roll the tape. All right, folks, so Jesse Waters did a little segment on this on his show the other night. Let's quickly play that clip. It'll drop all the context, and then let's get into the details. Oversight Chair James Comer has just released a bombshell piece of evidence that could be the nail in the coffin for Biden's career. A $250,000 wire transfer from China directly to Joe Biden's home address in Delaware while he was running for president. In August 2019, just months after Joe Biden announced his candidacy, the Chinese sent a quarter of a million dollars electronically to Joe Biden's Wilmington, Delaware address. Hunter Biden received the money in his checking account, and his checking account listed his father's primary residence. And not only did Joe Biden shake the hand of the man who sent his family money, he had coffee with him and spoke to him on the phone. After VP Joe flew his son Hunter on Air Force Two to Beijing, and Hunter flew home on Air Force Two with a bag of money, Vice President Joe Biden wrote letters of recommendation for Jonathan Lee's children to Georgetown and Brown. And the minute Biden announces a presidential run, the same Chinese guy sends the Biden family $250,000 out of the blue to a checking account with Joe Biden's address on it. And once Joe Biden gets elected, he starts doing China favors. He disbands the FBI's China task force. He covers up the lab leak. He doesn't pop the balloon. Now we have the Chinese bribing the Biden family while Joe was vice president, after he was vice president, and while he was a presidential candidate. Now, what do you think the chances are the Chinese are still bribing the Biden family? We might find out tomorrow. Because sources tell Jesse Waters primetime that additional evidence could be released as early as tomorrow that may show Biden family offshore accounts and IRS agents being obstructed from pursuing leads into Biden family members. The bribery statute's written so that bribing a politician's family is still bribery. U.S. Code Section 201b2 spells it out for all you lawyers out there. So that's pretty much the TLDR. Here's the official statement released by Representative James Comer's account. He writes, breaking, I just subpoenaed and obtained two bank wires revealing Hunter Biden received payments originating from Beijing in 2019 when Joe Biden was running for president. Joe Biden's Delaware home is listed as the beneficiary address for both money wires from China. House Committee on Oversight and Accountability Chairman James Comer today announced the House Oversight Committee subpoenaed and obtained two bank wires revealing Hunter Biden received payments originating from Chinese nationals, including Jonathan Lee in July and August of 2019, when Joe Biden was running for President of the United States. Joe Biden's Wilmington, Delaware home is listed as the beneficiary address for both wires. Bank records don't lie, but President Joe Biden does. In 2020, Joe Biden told Americans that his family never received money from China. Let's flash back to that moment. My son has not made money 
in terms of this thing about uh, what are you talking about? China. I have not had it. The only guy made money from China is this guy. He's the only one. Nobody else has made money from China. We've already proved that to be a lie earlier this year, and now we know that two wires originating from Beijing listed Joe Biden's Wilmington home as the beneficiary address when he was running for president of the United States. When Joe Biden was vice president, he spoke on the phone and had coffee with Jonathan Lee in Beijing and later wrote a college letter of recommendation for his children said Chairman Comer. Joe Biden's abuse of public office for his family's financial gain threatens our national security. What did the Bidens do with this money from Beijing? Americans demand and deserve accountability for President Biden and the first family's corruption. The Oversight Committee, along with the Judiciary and Ways and Means Committee, will continue to follow the evidence and money to provide transparency and accountability. So, of course, what are the Democrats going to do this time? Obviously, move the goalposts even further. Well, the money was being sent to Hunter, who just happened to be living at his father's estate, or who simply listed the address as the beneficiary address. And sure, you Democrats can continue to pretend as if this doesn't exist and it's not serious, that it's not credible. You can continue to move the goalposts pretty much endlessly, expecting that this whole thing is going to go away, but it's not going anywhere, and more importantly, nobody is buying it. Joe Biden never received money. Well, his address certainly did, and again, that argument was never really strong to begin with, because we know that Joe Biden knew what was going on. We know that Joe Biden was at least somewhat connected. He was put on the phone multiple times, or he was present during Hunter Biden's shakedown of individuals like Henry Zhao and whatnot. Multiple individuals have pointed the finger directly at Joe Biden, making public on-the-record statements that Joe Biden was, in fact, involved in the business dealings. In fact, he was the core component of the whole business model. And so whether or not he directly received payment, as if there's a physical check or something with Joe Biden's name written on it coming from a foreign national, the idea that that's the standard that needs to be met, I think, is a little bit laughable. Because obviously, Joe Biden, obviously the Biden family as a whole was benefiting. That includes Joe Biden. You know that fancy beach home in Delaware that Hunter Biden was using as a beneficiary address? Yeah, I wonder what paid for it. You know all those homes and all those beautiful amenities, top prestigious locations that Joe Biden has access to in his personal life? Yeah, all of that was paid by political corruption. And for the most part, we know what they were doing. They were selling policy, or they were using their positions in the federal government to strong-arm countries like Ukraine to get prosecutors fired. We understand the core business model, but now, apparently, it goes even deeper than that. Joe Biden's now involved in a college admission bribery scandal. Wasn't there just a Hollywood couple that was recently found guilty of something very similar? I think they received a pretty hefty yep. punishment. Well, if we take the Democrats' favorite talking point, that nobody is above the law, even the President of the United States, don't you find it a little bit concerning that Joe Biden is getting money from a man by the name of Jonathan Lee, payments being sent to Hunter, using Joe Biden's personal address as the beneficiary address on the wire payment, all the while Joe Biden is writing recommendation letters for Jonathan Lee's children applying to college? I mean, the question is, what wasn't for sale? What isn't for sale with the Bidens? It seems like everything's for sale, for Pete's sakes. What's next? Joe Biden's selling rides in his 1967 Corvette? It's unbelievable. No evidence, they say. No, there is more than evidence. There is what seems to me pretty direct evidence. 
I mean, the whole picture has been painted at this point. Victor Shokin, for Pete's sakes, I mean, the guy at the center of the whole Biden-Ukraine controversy, has finally come out public and pretty much said that everything that's on our minds. He essentially said that everything that you assume about Joe Biden and whatever political corruption that may surround him, his family, and his orbit, let's call it, yeah, all of those assumptions are the same assumptions that I have, and I think they're generally correct. That is essentially the summation of what Victor Shokin said. But we're going to sit here and pretend like that doesn't exist, pretend like Tony Bobolinsky doesn't exist. Yeah, everything Devin Archer said on that Tucker Carlson interview, yeah, that never happened. We have so much evidence, and we're going to pretend as if there's no evidence. It is extremely obvious what's happening. The whole racket's clear. It's obvious what the Bidens were doing. And if you are in denial of the obvious facts here, if you're unable to even entertain the idea that nothing happened here, it's all just coincidences, and that Joe Biden had no involvement, well, then you are a walking, talking red flag. Something must be wrong, because it's just so clear and so obvious. Anyways, that's what I got for you guys. Hopefully you enjoyed the video. If you did, make sure to leave a like and possibly subscribe to the channel. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you on the next one. All right, so, yeah, more and more stuff is coming out. So we'll, uh, we'll have yeah. more. So if anybody out there does want to be a part of the show tonight, the number is 319-527-6208. And just press lucky number one. We'll bring you into the conversation. So the writer's strike ended like anybody cares in, in Washington. I mean, in Hollywood. Did it? That's what I meant. I don't, I can't name you one TV show that's on right now. So I, I, really? I, I don't, it doesn't affect me or not. Well, oh, Okay. There's a couple of shows that I watch that, like, I've noticed that, like, like Survivors, like, they're doing 90-minute episodes now, and, like, reality TV type stuff where they don't have to have writers for it, it's like, okay, cool, but, like, my show Ghost, like, Ghost is, is like, it's not, it's usually on air, it's like, in the neighborhood, like, neighborhood hasn't started up yet, like, I'm kind of surprised none of the rest is still going, but, I mean, that show 50 years to the kind of guys, I don't know, but... Yeah, like, man. Well, that's cool. That means they're going to, uh, yeah, I'll be able to. <laughs> I mean, well, no, I mean, they're not going to, I feel like they're going to either do like a late season or the late half season or just wait until the quote-unquote next season, which would be like January, so. Let me, uh, let me show you something else here. So I don't know if you've considered moving to California, but this is one way they're trying to keep people to uh, to stay. So if you work in an office, you could be an office manager and make seventeen, eighteen dollars an hour. However, in California, uh, this this was passed today that Governor Grusom in California raised the minimum wage for fast food work to twenty dollars an hour. <laughs> I still wouldn't do it. So on April 1st, if you work at McGMO or GMO Bell or, or GMO King or GMO in the Box or whatever else, right. uh, you you now will get $20 an hour to work there. Wow. What? 
and uh, like what? And I'm just thinking like of of the like high schoolers that are working at McDonald's and stuff, where it's like what twenty year old or what seventeen year old makes twenty dollars an hour. Like, wow. Yeah, don't expect any dollar menus. You might have a five dollar menu. I went into McDonald's the first time for the first time, like I don't know, like four months ago, and I was, I was sweating, I was hot, I was like, I need, I need, need large soda, and I hand the guy a dollar, and he's like, dollar twenty six. I was like, a dollar twenty six for a large soda, and he's like, prices went up. I'm like, oh wow. Oops. And luckily, the guy behind me was like, here, just put it on my tab, like he paid for us little things, but. I was like, well, and I was in the dollar menu, and it was like, it wasn't like, there was like, it was like two cookies for a dollar, something silly, and I'm just like, oh, well, I guess prices have gone up, like, wow, oh, man, <laughs> I was like, I would, I, I probably kind of wants to be, like, I mean, sure nobody would listen, but probably wants to be like that, like, oh, hey, let me call you out in this crap, but then <laughs> the people who did, either, if they did listen, or I got too close to, like, nerves. It's just like, oh, look, her bricks went out suspiciously. Like, there's something, like, to where, man. All right. I got another one for you here. So, uh, this came out. So, there was a... uh, a fast food worker, uh, he took a guy's order at a Houston GMO in the box, okay. and he asked for a hamburger, uh, the classic buttery jack, and uh, and curly fries. So he got the burgers, but not the fries. So he went to the manager and said, uh, I'm missing my fries. And the uh, the employee shot him. Oh wow! So you'll what? you'll never believe what the uh, what the guy got in return. The employee that shot the the customer for asking for his French fries, he received one year probation. Wow. Okay. Oh. Wow, my my brain. Oh. I've got so many questions. Holy crap! So wait, he's, he's okay. So he's so he is in Houston though. Um, probably like that's excessive. He he ain't getting any time. Like, uh, that's you hear. Um, apparently it made national news. Um. So this guy um, has gotten arrested on a murder charge here in Indianapolis, and then because of clerical error, got released two days later. Yeah, murder murderer got released two days later. I guess they were looking for him for like eighteen months, and it was like they finally found him, got him, they arrested him, blah blah. blah. He went down to fight, like, and then. <laughs> He was there for two days. <laughs> I didn't got released because of clinical error. Like, yeah, that's what our city's like between that and then, like, okay, so I've looked up records of friends to where it's like 
the same person has two different birthdays. Like, one of my friends got arrested. His birthday is really, like, December 13th, but then it's, like, December 13th, and then the same person, same case, same numbers, but it only say, like, December 31st. And it's, like, okay, I can see what happened, but, like, why wouldn't you change that? And like, or somebody's, like, these, like, Daquan, Desherions, or whatever, like, the, these, like, super, like, urban names, like, so, of course, they're not normally spelled, like, not spelled in any sort of specific way, and there are the guys, like, maybe not murder, but more so aggressive, aggressive violence, like, beating somebody up to the point of, like, almost, like, attempted murder, or just really violent, like, violent, that's what I was thinking, right, violent, you know, um, but then because of, of somebody, like, there was two, like, Jersherons, but one was, like, J-E-R, and one was, like, J-E-R, it was, like, S-H-A-N, S-H-O-N, and the one that had, like, the A-N was the one that was supposed to stay, but he got released because it was, like, clerical error, like, these are whole hardened criminals that you're just letting, like, or that guy looking behind the counter, like, wow, he was just asking for the rest of his order and got, <laughs> got shot, like, Usually it's the other way around. I remember in my first week at, because uh, I, I worked at McGMO uh, the first, uh, right before I turned 16. Okay. And uh, this guy asked for a cheeseburger with no onions, and the cheeseburger had onions on it. And he came up to me like I made it. I just took the order. And he, my- he, uh, he threw the patty right in my face. I said, no onions. Sounds about right. Yeah, like, I've been in the serving industry for, I mean, almost 25 years in, like, off and on, but, like, servers get a lot of crap because you made my food wrong. What, dude, I just took your order. I checked it before it came out, or I didn't check it, and I normally do whatever, but that's the one reason why I work at fast food, because uh, there's a burger king right down the street from my house. And at 5 o'clock, they locked the doors. Like, the drive-thru is still open after 5 until, like, 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. But there was one day that I I put my order in online. I walked to go pick it up. I got halfway across the dining room, and she was like, no, you need, you need to get out. Need and she was completely stalled on me. And I'm like, but it's a bad neighborhood. People have got, like, employees have gotten shot there. But that's one of the reasons why I won't work at fast food, just because, I mean, even in daytime, it's like someone else like, you got my, you're a fan. And they come in and they're like, it's like, bro, like, first of all, calm down. Second of all, it's just, it's pleasure than fries. We can make, we, we can make it. I'm sorry if you're on a time crunch, but it'll get something like, I've had so many of those situations working at like Dead and Shake to where it's, like, I, I can calm them down. Hey, let me get you a free shake. Let me get you a blah, blah, Like, once people start hearing, but, there are also people who, like, so many employees where it's, like, our company policy says this, so I can only do this, and blah, 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 and then it's this whole altercation, and it's just, like, <laughs> somebody goes over a counter, somebody gets punched, hits why, like, Waffle House, like, I worked at Waffle House, too, <laughs> in my job, when, in, in my job interview at Waffle House, it was, like, the last question she asked me was, what are your fighting skills like? I was like, are you serious? She's like, yeah. I'm like, am I going to have to jump over a counter? She's like, 
I mean, or just fly across it. But yeah, I was like, wow, like, luckily that happened. Oh no, yeah, it, I was say it didn't happen, but it, it did happen once because Lily, she was, uh, as soon as she turned 18, she started working overnight. But she was there, well, she was there one night, and the other girl that was working literally stepped out back. Lily, the other girl back the food up, but Lily gave it to her, cashed it out. She walked at the door. Mm-hmm. They came back in. Was like, you need to do this, and Lily was like, Lily's like, well, I'm, she's trying to make it right. She's like, I'm 18. I just want to explain everything. But the two people that did the order were out back, like on the phone, whatever. And this lady jumped over the counter, <laughs> punched Lily like three or four times, and it was just, I was like, wow, like. You obviously have never worked in customer service. You've obviously never dealt with people who make mistakes. Like, give me, like, five minutes to go grab the cook and make your food. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> That's why when I go in places, I'm like, if I go to drive, like, I won't go to drive through, but if I do and I have to go back in to get my food, I'm like, what? this is what happened. I said this. I, I Look, I ordered a double cheeseburger with no pickles. I got pickles. I don't want pickles. And this day again, I need you to not put the pickles on them, and then you're going to give me a medium fry because I had to come in here. What I went to drive through, right, you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> well, give me a medium fry. Cool. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Quit messing up. Like, <laughs> but if more people understood that, like, <laughs> wow, <laughs> you messed up. You're going to stop messing up because you're going to stop giving away free food. Like, yeah, <laughs> let's work together, guys. Like, wow. All right, so what do you have going on this weekend? Do you have anything? Um, if, so, I, uh, Back in April, I got into an accident, and uh, I was hit by a school bus, man. Like, oh, my gosh. So, um, and so basically that's what my entire summer has been. It's just dealing with that. But finally, we reached numbers that were acceptable and, I mean, acceptable enough. But um, I just saw all my paperwork. I turned it in. I got the paperwork. Last week, I turned it in. I did it, worked on it over the weekend, and then um, I faxed it over Monday. And my lawyer got back. I was like, all right, cool. He had to, like, give it to somebody that kept it with somebody that processed it with somebody. Did it, like, so part of me is, I mean, obviously, when they deposit certain amounts of money into your bank account, they kind of have to, like, <laughs> hold it there for a minute. So it's just like, <sighs> but, um, Part of me is kind of hoping it's there tomorrow, but either way, I'm, if it's not, which I doubt it will be, I'll basically just watch, be watching Disney Plus all weekend, like, <laughs> that and cleaning, but if it is, like, if I'm, I'll either be getting a new car this weekend or by, like, Monday or Tuesday and next week, but either that or just watching TV and chilling with friends, so. All right. Are you doing right, well, anything? Uh, not really. <laughs> right. I don't have I don't have that much to report, I guess. But um, hopefully, I can get some PIL work in. I I, I don't want to say I've been neglecting. I, I did a couple of videos this week, but I need to get more people involved. 
and I right. need to and, uh, get some I, lives going and uh, right. make it happen. I'll start, I'll, I'll, buddy, I'll start picking up my, I'll start doing more stuff because now that, like, I'm, I feel like I'm more available to do stuff now, and so, um, okay. I'm, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to stay up too, buddy, so, um, but yeah, so cool, cool, like, I'll definitely help, and that's, that's one thing I, I have been trying to do is, like, like, my TikTok and stuff, like, I'll tag BIL, like, the BIL page on it, or I'll do little things where it's, like, like I'll like or tags like that or do stuff in the um comments or whatever just and I I have been telling I I made a t shirt too. I gotta send you the picture, buddy, but um I made a t shirt I was making t shirts, I kinda of stopped, but I'm gonna pick that back up too and but yeah. Heck yeah, I'll I'll start helping out more. Okay. Cool. All right, well, we got like 10 minutes, so I'm going to go ahead and leave it here for the night. So okay. we'll, we'll get Hi. done a few minutes early. Have a good night. Have a good night. All right. All right. Good night, <laughs> everyone. Bye. So I'll be back on Monday. Everyone, please support the other shows on the network. It's not just the Proof Negative show here. But until Monday, hold on to the handrail. Keep hope alive. Remember, only you can prevent forest fires. I am Proof Negative. And I am Oost.